Welcome to Confessions of an Obese Child. This is a podcast that deals with early childhood trauma, disordered eating, binge eating, and more. We discuss self-loathing, triggering to binge eating, and then many post-weight loss topics like survivor's guilt, the body positive movement, and more. And we interview formerly overweight children as well. So please join us for another episode of Confessions of an Obese Child. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory with another episode of Confessions of an Obese Child. I thought it would be good to do one since I haven't done one in a few months. And in the beginning, if you guys didn't know, Confessions was my first podcast feed that I started in January 2017 before I started what was currently called The Awakened Man in April of 2017. And so I did like 20 episodes of Confessions when it was all about telling the little vignettes of my childhood as a fat, very fat kid. And then afterwards, uh, when I got to the adulthood and talked about how my uh, childhood obesity affected my relationships with uh, women in my life and just with job choices, because I still felt like, it, uh, uh, you know, my father used to always berate me and say I was a horrible piece of crap and all these things. And so you, you couple that with just the constant daily barrage of abuse by by children for so many years that I didn't think much about myself. So I was... At one point in a medical school program, dropped out. I was in a PhD program, one of the best uh, history PhD programs in the United States. Dropped out. Why? It's not that I didn't have the intellectual acumen to do it. It's because there was always that negativistic voice in my head that I was worthless. So... For many of you who can't relate, who've never had childhood trauma, and God bless you. We don't want that to happen to you. But for those of you who suffered from neglect or abuse or whatever it is, or you just had solipsistic gaslighting, narcissistic parents, whatever it is, it's you can relate. You know, you can take the kid out of the foster home, but you can't take the foster home out of the kid. Look at look a classic example of it is the 1997 movie and one of my favorite movies, Goodwill Hunting. Will is a genius, played by Matt Damon, but again, he gets in his own way. So, recently, and it was confessions I used to do once a month, and I haven't done one sometimes, so I thought I'd do one. I wanted to talk about fit shaming in particular, and I think I have a previous episode on this when Adele started to lose her way. But as you know, Adele wrote out her new album, 30. I might listen to it. I did like 20 and 25. But I think you you listen to her music more if you have a woman in your life or if you're a woman. I don't think men are listening to Adele. So this time around, I mean, the last time an album of hers came out was 2016. And I was with my ex-fiance, so we listened it together. This time around, I'm an inveterate MGTOW monk. So I, don't, I probably, as much as I do know her catalog, and I don't think 19 is that good of an album. Uh, to be honest, but I'll probably listen to it once, and that's it. You know, it's it's chick music. But anyway, so you know she's lost over 100 pounds. And contemporaneous to her was Rebel Wilson, the actress who's probably most famous for being in Pitch Perfect and in Bridesmaids and, you know, the Australian blonde. They've both lost a lot of weight. And I find it interesting how they've both been fit-shamed. And I've talked about this before, how the body positive movement destroys people. Because, look, it's a very fine line. 
You don't want to tell people to continue doing a lifestyle which will kill them. That's not love. And being obese cuts your life expectancy, uh, depending on the study, anywhere from 15 to 20 years. Morbidly overweight. You're more likely to get cancers. Alcohol, smoking, and obesity, all three type 1 carcinogens. All types of cancer. Plus all the cardiovascular problems and, and the social stigma and all that. So if you have somebody who's young, who's gaining weight, you know, telling them, oh, keep eating, like a goose glue from Willy Wonka, just keep eating, keep eating. No. So you see these overweight actors and actresses, and the true loving thing to tell them is lose the weight. And they know they have to lose the weight. My parents used to take me to dietitians all the time before I lost my weight when I was 17. And I just loved the food more than I loved myself. But I didn't really love the food. The food was just giving me the nourishment that I wasn't getting from my parents. So either way, Adele would have been world famous either way, but she decided to lose the weight. Maybe she wanted to get better quality men. I don't know. Her her, her ex-husband who she divorced was not the most attractive man, but much older man, by the way. But either way, she loses it. And then a lot of her fans during the weight loss start saying they start getting angry at her. And why is this? Well, we know the average woman in America is 5'3 and weighs 169 pounds. I have an episode on that. So most women are overweight. And so it makes them feel comfortable when they look in the mirror, when they see an icon like Adele be so different. Like Lizzo is another one, the the black singer. And so uh, Adele had the audacity to lose weight. So they turn on her because now it's like, it's a reflection of them in the mirror. Well, if Adele did it, then then I have no excuse. You know, a lot of this is steeped in compartmentalization. I mean, we women are the queens of compartmentalization in their head. Massive cognitive dissonance, more than men, I think. So when you see somebody iconic like Adele, and remember, if Adele was an actress like Rebel Wilson, uh, and if she was a, a, dr- a dramatic actor, she wouldn't have a career. She only has a career because she's been blessed by God, hopefully she gives praise to God, for her voice. But if she was in any other performing arts career, she wouldn't have a career because she was morbidly overweight. Let's be real. So she loses the weight. Good for you. You'll live longer. Maybe you'll make music longer. And the type of music she sings, you know, she can do like be what Barbara Streisand. Unlike Madonna, who chill, who's still like in her 60s is trying to churn out pop music and dress like a whore still. Like it's 1985. I'm, ha- I'm happy for Adele. But I think it's, of course, it's a, a classic reflection of women, that women have turned on Adele for how dare she lose the weight. Then you have someone like Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson, comedians have a different kind of timber wavelength that they're on. They can be ugly. Look at some of the most famous male comedians of all time. You know, Jerry Lewis wasn't attractive. Seinfeld wasn't attractive. Ray Romano wasn't attractive. Danny DeVito certainly isn't attractive. So when you're a comedian, you can be ugly because you're funny. So with Rebel Wilson, she got roles because she was the fat girl that was funny. Now she loses weight. Now she's not getting roles. You kind of saw this with uh, Seth Rogen and Jonah Hill when they started to lose weight. Jonah Hill got really big, then he lost weight. Kind of see this with Al Roker over at NBC. P. 
people are so used to them being a certain way, the jovial person, the jovial fat person in their life, that when they lose the weight, people don't like them. They have some visceral response. Oh, I don't like them anymore. They're the same person, theoretically. I'm sure a lot of these people, though, probably got really petty. You know, it, It's like uh, obesity and other impediments keep you humble. But once you lose these impediments, it depends on your character. A lot of people just, just lose it. And that petty, bitchy person in you now finally can come out. See? And, and you can just be horribly rude to everybody because you no longer have that monkey on your back. So Rebel Wilson probably won't get roles anymore. But who cares? You know, I'm sure she cares because all actors and actresses are narcissists, right? That's why they're in that career, just like all politicians are sociopaths and narcissists. That's why they're there. They're not there to help people. They like the glow and bask of being adored. Actors are no different. But Rebel Wilson, I think in the long run, you know, you had a good five, six years of being in iconic movies and some non-iconic movies. You made good money. It's good that you lost the weight, and I'm sure you'll still, you know, get some roles here and there. But you're never going to be as famous as you were before because you're no longer fat, right? That's how Hollywood turned you out. They liked you because you were fat and weird and funny. Now you're skinny. Eh, they don't want you because you're an actress. See, you you're not that good looking where you can compete with the other attractive actresses of your generation. Whereas Adele is a transcendent generational star because of her voice. So whether she's fat or skinny, in one level, doesn't matter in terms of her her attractiveness to record producers. Yeah, sure, they can package her a different way now. And they you know they try to picture her more glamorous, but she was pictured as glamorous at twenty five when she did twenty five. So it doesn't really affect her career. But I just think it's interesting this this kind of ambivalence that the, the Hollywood has, or or just in general the culture has about people who lose weight. And I think you wouldn't see this in the nineteen fifties. But I think since America and the West is so fat now, we need to look around and see other fat people. And certainly you see this with women. Women are notorious for bringing down other people that they see attractive. You see these women who will have two or three kids and post the pictures like, I've had three kids, what's your excuse? And the vitriol that they get. We talked about Alec Baldwin's wife. When she had her fifth kid, she posted a picture in lingerie, a lateral view of herself. And she got vitriol, too. This is before her fake accent thing, expose came out. But again, vitriol. People hated her for that. Why? Shouldn't we laud women? Because in, in the old days, women wouldn't lose their figure. They'd, 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 they'd gain weight for pregnancy, and they would lose it. Our grandmothers, great-grandmothers, most generations. Now it's like exceptional if you see a woman who's had one or two kids and gets her figure down. You know, I know women in my life who've had four kids, five kids, and they've kept their figure down. And I would tell them, it's like, it's amazing. You look great for having five kids. And they would tell me, they're like, Gregory, we don't like you saying, or I don't like you saying that I look good for having five kids. They say, I look good. We can remember women. So men, men are wired to want to look at women. And women are valued or wired to want to be looked at by men that's that's kind of the, the intersexual dynamics at, at play there women feel attractive when they feel attractive to men and men like to look at women 
and see them as attractive. But either way, so body positive movement, it's pushed because it's mostly fat old women that push it. And, and essentially what they're sending is an insidious message to young kids, young girls. It's okay to stay fat. No, it's not okay to stay fat. You're going to die younger. We wouldn't tell a heroin addict, you know, keep doing heroin because it's good for you. No, you have to be cruel to be kind. And it's a fine line, right? Because you don't want people to self-loathe and then self-harm. Uh, you want to help them and give them the tools. But I think no one 100 years ago was telling the very rare fat person to keep eating, right? It's a sin of gluttony. We would tell them to stop losing weight. So... I just think it's ironic. You would see this with actresses. They, they, you know, the overweight ones, and then they'd be like, uh, you know, they would embrace the body positive mantra, right? You should just be accepting of who you are, of way you are. Like they'll roll out these plus size models. They'll roll out that lady from the show This Is Us, the the overweight one, and then all and like Kelly Clarkson when she gained weight, all these people. And then they would lose it and crash diet. And then they would always come back on People Magazine and always say, oh, I was in a dark time of my life. This is what now I, I am who I am. Why don't you just be, and it's bullshit. Why don't you just be honest when an actress gains weight? Instead of saying, oh, you know, body positive, we have to accept us to who we are. You know, I'm in a good place. Now I'm not obsessed with diet in, in, in my figure. Just be like, no, be honest. Be like, look, I'm not in a good place right now. I want to get my figure down. I'm not stupid. I know my 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 roles and my ability to get roles are, are dependent on my looks. It is what it is. But also, name me a woman who feels better about herself when she's 50 pounds overweight than at her regular weight. No woman does. But we can't just be honest and be like, yeah, I've gained too much weight. I need to lose this weight. It's not healthy for me. The body positive movement, those woke cancel culture people will come after you if you say that. You're overweight, you need to lose the weight. Whatever, pick whatever actress that's overweight right now. You need to lose the weight. They'd go after you. Why? Well, because it's a cultural Marxist ploy like everything right now. But the other thing is most of these people are overweight middle-aged women. And again, it, it surrounds them and endorses their choices, their actions. This is why they turn on Adele. A lot of them turn on Adele. How dare you lose the weight? You were kind of an avatar for me when I sing in the shower. Someone who's morbidly overweight. And now you have the audacity to lose weight? Or you get the the frenemy response. You know, they'll post on, on Instagram, whatever. Like, it's so great that you lost the weight or something. But they don't mean it, right? So you know how it is with that, that dynamic with friends. You're only happy for your friends if they were already uglier, fatter, or poorer than you. And then they make some strides. But if they ever reach a point where they're better looking, richer, or getting more attention than you, then you really hate them because they're making you look bad. So when you have the person who's your overweight friend your whole life who's 50 pounds overweight, loses 20 pounds, you're like, that's great, that's great. But if she ends up losing more weight and ends up getting more attention than you, then you're then you're frenemy. You're all mad. That's, that's just the way it is with envy. This is why it's listed... If you look at the different places in the New Testament as mortal sins, as things that can get you into hell, it's envy because envy is so destructive. It is such a destructive thing. And like with greed, envy, hatred, these are all poisons that you concoct, but only you drink. There's no point of being envious of others. If Adele is making you look bad, 
then do something about it. Then lose the weight. Then lose the weight. And lastly, you know, you don't really see this played out with the men. Most men age like fine wine. You look at Brad Pitt, you look at Tom Cruise, you look at Hugh Jackman. But, I mean, there are some actors that have lost it, like like uh, Russell Crowe. He gained a lot of weight. I don't think he ever liked to work out. He, you know, he's an Aussie. He would drink too much. But he doesn't get a lot of slack, right? He just kind of rolls into, like, in the, the Tom Cruise movie, The Mummy. He just turns into these roles where he's, like, the grandfather, the father. He can do a character actor. So, yeah, it is a double standard, but it's a reminder for you guys who love all the Red Pill stuff. Women age like spoiled milk. No matter how beautiful they are, look at Sophia Loren. Look at whoever the pop star or whoever the the icon of the 80s was. I don't know, Heather Locklear, whoever it was. Look at them now. Kathleen Turner back in the 80s. Look at them now. But even when men lose their looks, especially if they have money, and again, that's the, the, the key of male sexual market value, they can always still find use. So men, remember, in closing, if you ever feel bad about your lot in life, there's two choices that I keep mentioning repeatedly. You can either stay home, eat your Hot Pockets and play video games, and troll on the internet, be the comic book guy from The Simpsons, or you have the ability to change these things about your life. And then if you change these things, you will feel better about yourself. And one of them is getting in shape, but all mostly for men, it's going to be making more money and having signs of wealth. And you can be like, well, that's so unfair, that's so unfair. <laughs> it's the way of the world, man. You don't get mad at gravity. You don't get mad at the, the laws of physics. It's just the way of the world. And women can complain too because the most beautiful woman's going to end up being 40 years in the invisible years where no one's looking at her. Okay, She can complain about that, but what's the point? There's no point. So clean up your life, optimize your life, and don't have a loser mentality. Guys, if you appreciate my content, please post an honest review. It would take you five seconds if you have an Apple product. There's two links in the episode notes. One's for PayPal. If you want to make a donation, up to defray the cost of hosting these streams on a server because I don't make any money off of this. And also, please, there's a link for Naturopathic Earth. Go check out all the articles and all the past podcasts. Lastly, subscribe and follow to the three feeds, Confessions of an Obi Child, Female Holistic Health Apothecary, and, of course, The Awakened Man. Until next time, take care, God bless, and pray. Thanks for listening to another episode of Confessions of an Obi's Child. If you'd like to reach us, find us at our Facebook page, Naturopathic Earth Radio and Holistic Health News. Until next time, take care.